Welcome back to Answers for Everything podcast. Last week we talked about how to hear God's voice, but this week I want to touch on how do we hear the enemy's voice. Because the fact is, you know, if we can hear God's voice, we can also hear the enemy's voice, okay? And it's very, very important to be aware of that because he is going to try to take you down from the inside out. So this is a topic that a lot of Christians like to ignore because it's a little bit of a spooky idea that you can hear, you know, the evil ones and that you can hear the devil speaking to you. Um, But it's actually something that we can't ignore because the fact is that when we ignore it, we're actually allowing the voice to continue and we're allowing it to continue speaking into our lives and potentially changing the way that we see the world, the way that we see ourselves, the way we see God. So it's very, very important that we learn how to recognize when it's the devil speaking and that we learn how to tell him to stop talking to us. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. So let's treat this like a battle. What would be the enemy's plan? Well, luckily for us, we know that the enemy really hates God, so we know that he does not want anything good in this world. So he is going to absolutely attack our identity. He's going to tell us that we are fat, old, not creative, unloved. Uh, He's going to just fill our minds with all these lies in order to keep us isolated, to keep us from letting our gifts out, from showing our gifts to the world, to keep us from focusing on our mission, which is to reach out to people and help them to keep us feeling as though we are broken and cannot be used for anything whatsoever. And finally, to keep us from seeing how amazing God is, because if we are so focused on how broken we are and on how messed up we think we are, we will never be able to see the way that God created us to be. We'll see the gifts that he's given us, we'll see them as curses, we'll see them as things that have kept us isolated from the rest of humanity, that have kept us from being able to connect to people. We're actually not going to use our gifts in the way that they're meant to be used. We're going to use them to isolate ourselves. We're going to use them to hide away. And that is not at all what God wants. And that is exactly why the enemy is going to push on that. He is going to attack you and try to tear you down so that you cannot reach out and help people, so that you cannot spread the love so that you cannot represent God. So how do we recognize these lies? Well, that's the tricky part. Um, Often we think of lies as something that is obvious, you know, something that you can just look at reality and say, well, you know, that obviously doesn't match up, so it's, it's a lie. But the fact is, the devil is very, very crafty. He's not going to give us, he's not going to tell us lies that are obvious. He's not going to tell us lies that, you know, you could look quite literally anywhere else and realize that they're not true. He's going to give us lies that are based in reality. He's going to take our perception and he's going to mess up our perception of reality. That is the most dangerous kind of lie that you can spread and that is the kind of lie that the devil uses the most. So here's an example. This is one that I think a lot of people have actually dealt with. Um, So you get out of the shower, you go over to the mirror, and you look at yourself, and you say, oh, 
oh, you could stand to lose a little weight, or you're getting kind of old, or, you know, maybe you could use a nose job or change your face up a little bit, maybe change your hair, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it doesn't look too good. Um, the problem with these lies, uh, there's something that people don't really spot, and that is, what's the words that are being used? Are you referring to yourself as I, as me? Right? Are you referring to yourself in the proper terms? Or are you referring to yourself as you, as if you're speaking to somebody else? Because unless you're really struggling with English, or whichever language you speak, you don't typically refer to yourself as if you're talking to somebody else. So who is actually speaking there? Who is actually putting those words in your mouth? Who's actually putting that thought in your head? Because I don't think that it's you. Ephesians 6 goes on to say, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So I'm going to pause there. Um, so why is the belt of truth mentioned first? Well, Paul was referring to uh, the Romans. Um, at this time, he was in prison, actually. So he would have been seeing a lot of Roman soldiers. Um, but he was referring to the way that the Romans' armor worked. And the way that it worked was that the belt was actually the center of everything. Um, it held everything together. Without the belt, the breastplate wouldn't stay in place. Um, without the belt to hook the tunic over, then they would be tripping on that in battle. Uh, without the belt, the sword wouldn't stay in a ready position in order to fight. Um, there was just a lot of reasons for it. And this belt, it wasn't just a small little two to three inch thing. It was actually four to six inches thick because everything had to be supported by the belt. And this actually included the, the soldier's back. Um, they actually used the belt partially to support their backs as well, because, you know, they would have long days, and it was like a back brace, really. So that's why the belt of truth is so important, because it's also the thing, just like it's going to hold the Roman officer's armor together, that's also what's going to hold all of our armor together. That's what's going to hold us closer to God and keep us on the straight and narrow. So we know that the devil speaks to us, he's going to speak to us in lies, and now we know how to detect those lies, right? Um, the wording, and also, you know, if you're in tune with what God's saying, and what God's saying kind of seems to go against what the devil's saying, well, I mean, you know, at that point you know pretty clearly who it is, because God never lies, and he never misleads us either. So, now we're to what do we do when we hear the devil's lies. Um, so there's a couple of things that we can do. Um, first off, if you've already discovered that it is a lie and you've already, uh, you know, asked God what the truth is, you've already gone through that whole process of discovering what the truth actually is, um, then it's pretty straightforward. Basically, you just say, nope. This is the truth. This is what God says. You are lying. And get out of my head. You know, go back to hell where you belong. And never bother me again. Um, and you'll have to repeat this 
quite regularly, but the more you do it, the less you'll need to, the less you'll hear this lie. Uh, but it's very, very important to stay on top of it. You know, don't let it get a foothold. So another thing is um, the devil will actually assign some of his workers, some of his demons. He'll assign them to people. He'll assign them to keep them distracted, to keep them, uh, you know, to keep kicking them, keep them down, to keep them from realizing the truth of what God's actually saying to them. Um, and he can actually somewhat distort what you're hearing from God. He can actually kind of get in the way and keep you from actually being able to hear what God's saying. He can keep you from perceiving what God is saying correctly. And that's why we need to be so, so careful. We need to actually be uh, very intentional with reading the word, being familiar with who God is, being familiar with the kinds of things that God actually does say. Um, and the Bible is so important for that because, you know, the Bible, it's a physical thing. It's something that the devil can't really touch, at least not in the same way. Um, it's something that, you know, it's, it's very coherent. It's proven to be God's word. So that is one thing that we can trust. And that is something that we need to always make sure we fall back onto. But um, if you are someone who thinks that there are demons assigned to you. Um, for example, uh, I've had times where I'm working on a project and all of a sudden there's just this new anxiety that just, it will not go away. It just keeps, you know, poking and poking and poking. And um, especially when I started the book on homosexuality, uh, I had a lot of I kept catching myself thinking that, you know, if I don't word this correctly, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe cause somebody to, you know, somebody who's mentally unstable, maybe cause them to get worse. Maybe I'm going to say something that is going to mislead Christians. Maybe I'm going to say something. You know, all these, these little anxieties, all these thoughts um, of things that could go wrong, um, those are lies from the devil, actually. Uh, the lie there is that you are responsible for people, first off, taking it wrong. Okay, you're not responsible for that. You have to try your best, obviously, but you're not responsible if they do take it wrong. You just try your best, and that's all you can do. And you have to actually just not even, not worry about the rest. And, uh, yeah, in this one, like, that's a really good example of lies based in reality, right? Um... Like, it's actually a very reasonable thing to think that, uh-oh, if I say something wrong, I'm going to cause someone to commit suicide. That's actually become very reasonable now because, you know, that's all over the news. People, gays are constantly coming to you and saying things like, you know, people who disagree with hom with homosexuals, they're going to cause them to commit suicide. They're going to cause the suicide rates to go up. Um, people are killing themselves because they feel like they're not accepted. You know, that's become such a reasonable thing to worry about now. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, you can only be responsible for your own actions. And sometimes you have to actually just let it go, what the other person's going to do with it. You know, you, you do your best. You try as hard as you can. You be as loving as you possibly can. You be very careful. But at the end of the day, it is the other person's choice how they're going to react about it. So if you're going through a time where you feel like there's a lot of lies 
kind of circling around your head, um, or you're someone who just often has lots of anxiety about various things, or I don't know, maybe you're struggling with your identity. Maybe you're feeling like you're just this messed up person, like you've got all these issues and you're just never getting better. Okay, there's something for you. So there's an exercise we can do. Um, you might want to either pause and find a paper and pen, or you can just go back through this later. But the first question, or the first step, um, you pray first for the Lord to cover the room, all right, to break communication of any outside forces from the ones within the room, okay? So it's just you and whoever's in there and God. Um, and then you can actually question whoever's in there with you. You know that? You can actually question the demons. So things you can ask, you can ask, what is your name? And the thing is, they have to answer, right? Because if God is in there with you, which, you know, you, you ask him in, of course. Um, so God's in there with you. He will make them answer you. And you have to believe that. And so at first it seems a little bit strange because it, it doesn't seem like you really know this voice that's speaking to you, like these thoughts might just be your own, um, that's because you're so familiar with them. They seem like your own already. So, you know, just, just roll with it. Whatever pops into your head, whatever answers come into your head, just write them down. Just, you know, it's, it's okay if it seems weird. It's okay if it doesn't feel like it's really somebody else talking to you. That's fine. So you can ask, what is their name? You can ask, when they were first assigned to you, you know, how long ago that was, what, how old you were, uh, maybe what the situation was when they were assigned to you. Um, the fun part, though, actually, is asking, what's the top three lies you've told me? Um, and I'm not going to give any ex examples because I don't want you to feel like my story is impacting what you're hearing, okay? So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so... Whatever you get, whichever lies pop into your head, you know, just write them down. Um, you can also ask, what is your purpose for being assigned to me? You know, what were you supposed to accomplish? Um, that one is really, really cool because the truth, you know, the truth that they're trying to hide comes out. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the answer doesn't seem very specific, so you can actually ask more specific questions, uh, such as, what's the purpose of each specific lie? Um... You can also ask, do you have a legal right to me? Okay, this is actually an important question because sometimes they get a sort of legal right to you because of a certain sin issue that you're not dealing with. Um, you know, because you, the Bible says that we sell our souls to the devil. So if there's a sin issue that you're not working on, you're actually giving them a legal right to speak to you. Um, and then you can ask, if they have a strong, if they have a stronghold against you. Um, so what a stronghold means is like, if they actually have a couple of people under their command to continue, you know, going at you. So, um, sometimes they'll have, like, they'll be, you know, kind of the demon in charge, I guess you'd say. And then, and then a couple other ones working under him. Um, so yeah, you can ask if they're in charge of a stronghold against you. And you can ask how many are in their command. Um, and you can ask what's the main truth that God's been trying to tell you your whole life, but that they've been working so hard to keep them, to keep you from believing.
Um, that's a really, really major question, and I would definitely, I would definitely suggest that you ask all these questions because they're very, very important. Um, and if there's any questions that you come up with, um, you know, go for it. Ask. I I would be very curious about that. And yeah, you can actually, if you guys come up with other questions that you asked or have any cool stories, like feel free to message me. Um, I will also be adding a link for where you can voice message me in the description for this episode. Uh, but the final question is, do you want this demon to continue harassing you? Um, some people will actually, unfortunately, some people will say that they do because they're just, I don't know, somehow you can just get so stuck in one way of thinking that it's just impossible or not impossible, but hard to bring yourself around to actually saying no to it. Uh, but, you know, this is an important question to answer because this is the point where you would tell the demons, you know, get lost. Uh, and, you know, in order to do that, you basically just pray, you know, saying, I bind you up now in the name of Jesus and I cast you out to the pit to never return. Um, and this is the prayer, of course, that you'll repeat whenever you hear these lies being repeated to you again. Um, and yeah, as you get into a habit of doing this, you're going to get really, really good at ignoring the enemy. And eventually, you know, the enemy won't speak to you as much and he won't be able to get such a foothold in your life. So that's all for today, um, because it was a bit of an in-depth topic. But yeah, if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about next time, um, feel free to send me a message. I will put the link for voice messages in the description, or else you can just message me on my blog. Um, yeah, so till next time, see you later.